So the big question is this, how do voiceover artists like us who are looking to take our careers to the next level, but don't buy into the claims of needing expensive equipment and demos, start bringing in new clients? How do you follow a clear path to changing your voiceover side hustle into your full-time job and stick it to those that said you couldn't? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Earl Hall, and welcome to In the Booth with Earl Hall, the leading edge of voiceover. Welcome into the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to In the Booth with Earl Hall, the leading edge of voiceover. I'm going to be bringing our guest on screen in just a moment, but I'm super excited just amazed to have Jim McCarthy here on the show with me today. Many of you are watch are watchers of his YouTube channel. If you're not, then you need to be. I put the link to his YouTube channel in the description for this because I want to make sure that everybody follows this guy. He is one of the folks that is on the leading edge of voiceover as well. Welcome to the show, Jim. Glad to have you here, buddy. Glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm, I mean, people are excited. Folks are just streaming in now uh, <laughs> to see what's happening. But, you know, Jim, as I told you, I came aware of you through one of the folks that is in the group now for Steps to VoiceOver Success. Actually, one of the admins in my group, John Mo- John Grimes, is on right now, actually, uh, <laughs> taking a, a look at what we're going to be talking about today and watched a bunch of your videos and just was I found I felt like I was home. I felt like, oh my gosh, I am actually not the only one out here that has some <laughs> sense about what's going on. I've been validated. <laughs> yes, I have been validated. Thank God um, that I am not a lone wolf crying in the wilderness <laughs> out here. But Jim, also, I mean, you're the voice of the show for Grant Cardone, his podcast that he has. That was the other way that I wait a minute. That guy sounds familiar. Oh yeah. He uh, does the intro for the Grant Cardone. Cardone. Show. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, Jim, <clears throat> let's dive. Let, let's dive into this because one of the the areas that I want to go into is this whole thing around <sighs> the current state of the market mm-hmm. in voiceover and pricing. And you've got some hard hitting things to say about what all these other folks that are the experts mm-hmm. um, in this thing have to say about it. What's what's the best advice you have for us on this topic? Because I know you got a lot. As far as pricing? As far as pricing and the those out there that would try to control what it is that you do with your pricing. Right, right. And it's um, uh, my basic foundation on talking about this always comes from having that background of the lowball client, you know, we're all going to get them. And a lot of people have essentially hijacked the notion of, well, you can't, you either got to flame the lowball client publicly on Facebook or in a forum or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and just completely, you know, annihilate. And I don't understand that because we're in a great economy right now. Amazing economy. It's not going to last forever. We've, who are over 40 years old, 35 years old, know that these things are cyclical. And I think that with a, the way the marketplace is, and I think I've said that, you know, anywhere from five to 10,000 people, uh, I want to say the people who identify themselves as being a voiceover actor in the United States, is somewhere maybe around five, I think it's like five or 10 million people that identify themselves as a voiceover. Wow. Right. Mm -hmm. That's one term. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 
technology has allowed everybody to onboard into this business for three, 400 bucks. You can go to guitar center, pick up a microphone, mm-hmm. get an, you know, a digital IO, get a plug it into your computer, hang a shingle, get on Fiverr. You can yep. be a voice actor. You really can't. Yep. Okay. That's the reality. What's upsetting most people, the most of the, the uh, legacy people, people that have been in, like, I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. It, what upsets them is now it's now cutting into their piece of the pie. Okay. And they're upset at the newbies that are coming on and selling it for five, 10, $20. I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah. You know, you, you understand like, do you have any idea how much more you could be getting? I understand that notion, mm-hmm. but obviously some people don't. Okay. But they're happy working for 50 bucks or whatever yeah. to, to essentially work for 10 minutes. That's yeah. what I, I kind of look at. I'm like, guys, we're still making a pretty good chunk of change. I think that's better than most attorneys make <laughs> if, you, if you really start breaking it out, you know. So let's, you know, it's $250 an hour at that point. Exactly. If you stack it back to back. Um, so as far as pricing, um, I find what's comfortable for me and what I get typically ask for. And I saw a meme the other day that somebody had put out. It said it was a picture of um, dirty Harry and somebody, it was like two different juxtaposed images of, uh, you know, the client asking, what's your rate? And then the voiceover artist coming back on what's your budget. And, you know, (laughs) and then, and then the comment thread was just some guy flaming the original poster. Who's a great friend of mine. Wow. And, you know, just like, well, this is the problem. I'm, I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. <laughs> You're part of the problem. You're a bottom feeder. You should just put your rate out there the and bam, feeder, that's yeah. it. The bottom dude, feeder. Uh, dude, but when they come out and start saying that, you know, this is how you should do it. Just put your rate out there and that should be good enough. Well, no, uh-huh. I got news for you. Sometimes it isn't. Yeah, absolutely it's right not. on that. Sometimes you have to work the client a little bit. All right. It's called the sales process. There you go. <clears throat> and, um. When you have people that come out and out of the box like that, they're probably pretty successful and they can get away with it because, you know, some, some voices are better than others. Their demos are produced way better than others. You're going to get people who have, uh, you know, they've got the track record. They've got the book of business for somebody new coming on board, just putting their rate out there, just like that. You got to know how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a scary just, position to start is. off the day that you're, you're scared. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's showing who's going to pull their pants down first is what I talk about. Yeah. Try the client on and you know, there's nothing wrong with asking, well, what is your budget for this kind of a project? Cause there's a lot of, you know, gray area and people try to, well, you got to go by the GVAA rate guy. I, I get all that. You know, what's the use of <laughs> just talk to your client, make the rapport. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's, Unbelievable! It's one of those things, you know, and talking about all of the, you were talking about the meme earlier and, and people commenting negatively on the meme and things. The one thing that gets me a lot with the negative energy that's out there with, within so many different people, you've got half an hour to an hour, five hours all day to go and lambaste someone for something that they posted. <laughs> and you're wondering why you're not getting voiceover work. Um, it's like, <laughs> but like what we talked about before we went on. The guys yeah. who were usually the loudest are the ones that if you try and coach them and say, well, maybe if you did this, they're the ones that go, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm doing just fine. It's yeah. all you other bozos and losers yeah. out there that are ruining it for the rest of us. But I'm doing just fine. I just want to let, let yeah. everybody know 
Let it, let it be known on the record. I am doing just fine. I am doing better than fine. I am dominating this market because I hold my rate. But you better hold yours. Yeah, you better. But I'm doing yours. just fine. I mean, it's like you know when you get an order. I mean, at a certain point, we develop. You know, the longer you've been in this, we start developing our rates better and better, uh-huh. and. Now, the thing is, if I'm saying it's going to cost you $350 for me to do your one minute commercial and you're like, well, Earl, my budget's really, it's, it's my budget is 275. Really? It's all I can afford. I'm going to turn down the 275 or better yet. You say, (laughs) I understand that it's 275, you know, um, and that's, that's your budget and everything. Here's how I work. Okay. Typically for 350, here's what you get. Blah, 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 blah. I lay out all my, my value points as long make sure you get on the phone with them or face to face better yet, or even getting a cough. But you know, I typically, you know, for something like this, a fair rate for what I do. And and believe me, you're going to be getting retakes. You're going to be getting all this stuff. Value, value, value. Mm -hmm. Is there any way can, can we bump it up to maybe 300? This way I, I can feel comfortable about offering and, and making sure I give you the time you need to make exactly. sure the project, because I really like your project. Is that something that would be fair to you? Mm-hmm. And that's a trial close. Those negotiating skills are so important um, for the newbie, for the person that's been in it for a long time. And if you're afraid to, you know, come to a point where either you say no or okay, mm-hmm. I'll do it for that. But if you're afraid to have the conversation then that's kind of showing your skill set or lack of skill set in the marketing right. and sales arena as well. And the way that you're going to make it in this thing is to be able to market and sell yourself appropriately. Because make no mistake, you're a salesperson. First and foremost. Absolutely. You know, in this whole thing. How is it that, Jim, that you came about understanding the sales side of this? Because I know you come from radio. So, mm-hmm. you know, and so you've been doing this over two decades at this point. How did that work for you to get to the point where, okay, this is my sales process and this is what I'm going to do? Because at some point I sold cars and I think ah. that's one of the best schools that you could attend. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's one of the best business schools you could ever attend is to sell. If you take it seriously and you understand what is being taught by your managers and hopefully you got a good set of managers that are showing you stuff and sure. how to navigate a sale because you're getting practice every single day, uh, selling people the second largest pro- purchase they'll ever make. Right. Okay, aside right. from my house. Yeah. Um, when you're doing that da- on a daily basis, like I did, it was, you, you really start getting good at it. I sold Mercedes, I sold Honda first, and I sold Mercedes for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And that really, I, I simply took what I learned and started coaching it and applying it in my own business and just, you know, hockey stick. I've always done fine beforehand and I've done a lot of video work, a lot of voiceover work in the creative space. Always thought I knew how to sell until I got into the car business. Then I knew how to sell. Then I re, if that makes sense. I get it. I knew how to close, which was the ultimate thing that a lot of people, it's one thing to sell. It's another thing to close, to actually get to the finish line and ask those poignant pointed questions to get them to the end zone. And put the yeah. blinders on and make sure that when you leave the meeting, that there is either going to be a commitment for another meeting or what are we doing next? Some sort of commitment. If it's not going to be the gig, there's something that's going to happen. And you mm. need to ask for that. So many um, people are scared to ask for that sale. Oh my They're scared gosh. to ask 
for the sale. I remember, I don't know why this memory came to mind, but when <coughs> George W. Bush was running the first time for president, the son, George, um, mm-hmm. and he said that one woman had told him that I would have voted for you, but you never asked for my vote. You did a lot of talking, but you never asked mm-hmm. for my vote. It comes down to a point where you've got to be able unapologetically, not mm-hmm. afraid to ask for the sale. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. with that. And people look at sales so many times with a dirty connotation, you know, kind of the pun about being a used car salesman mm-hmm. uh, type of mentality, but we all get that. And so if you have an aversion to selling, then the best thing to do is to realize you don't have to sell like that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the scum of the earth. You don't have to be the um, in your face type of guy or gal or the pushy type of sale per- salesperson. If you have a quality product, because then you know that you can do this and there's a reason why you charge what you charge and you ask for what you ask for. Similar to voiceover over Mm -hmm. time, as we all, as we all do it, 20 years, I know what my center is, what my strengths are. It's Mm -hmm. also finding your voice in the, uh, in, in the actual uh, prospecting, not prospecting, but, you know, finding your voice and voiceover, mm-hmm. but it's incumbent upon everybody. If you want to be a success, especially in this day and age, in this tech- technologically advanced age we live in, sure. to find out a basic sales process and practice it every single day if you can, especially with a lowball client. Don't dismiss them. Bring them on board. Treat them like a brick of gold. Um, and eventually you'll find your own sales voice. It's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're going to be selling a great product because you know what you can stand behind and what you're able and capable of doing. Um, but finding how to, you know, the, the sales process is the, you know, the meet and greet, the discovery, mm-hmm. uh, kind of an uncovery meeting, hopefully getting in front of people with a value proposition. P- value proposition leads to a trial close, which leads to a close, which leads to doing the gig, which leads to the follow-up and getting referrals. That's the sales process. There's also the element of the five equity points of a lowball client, which I call that. Okay. The first point is you get an email and the guy's trying you on for, well, what are your rates for this? I have this. Yeah. Okay. That's your first instance into your sales process. Now you can come right back and say, well, this is my rate. Then all of a sudden you get crickets right. or you can try engaging the customer because first, one of the many rules in a sales process, one of the big ones is the person who asks the questions is the one who drives the conversation. Sure. So you come back and say, well, when can we get together on a call? Not when can we make an appointment? Not when can we do this? When can we get together? together. Okay. Because friends get together. Right. When can we get together on a call to discuss your project? Let's talk about this before we talk about rate. What are we talking about here? What kind of project is this? And that, that point, the first equity point of that is being able to exercise your sales proposition and be engaging in practicing it. Okay. Mm. The second point. Stop right there for a minute. Explain the practicing part of it. I think that's important and what a lot of folks don't do. Mm -hmm. Well, understanding that, okay, in that particular, you are trying to get them on the phone, getting FaceTime. Okay. Mm -hmm. In In the car business, we had a lot of inbound leads. We had, you know, people that wanted to, you know, what's your best price on this? Yeah. And my next question would be, well, have you driven it? <laughs> well, no. Then what are we talking price for? If you have it, you don't even you know if you like it. When can you get here? When can we get together? Right. You know, can you be here this afternoon? Can we talk this afternoon? You know, 
emails, phone calls, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So getting FaceTime, getting on the phone, because it allows you, like I said, to start exercising that sales muscle, that sales process muscle, and building some sort of a relationship. That's your second equity point, that that rapport building. Yes. Because understanding, if you do take the gig and you're able to kick them up and upsell them a little bit. Sure. Okay. Maybe you back down on the time or you know, however many takes you do or whatever. Make it worth your time. But the person you're talking to is able to see what it's like to work with you. Exactly. That's tremendous equity, guys. Exactly. And, and it's like a lot of people just kick clients out because of the first equity point. Well, I'm not, how dare you inside? I don't crack my mic for less than $350. <laughs> I've heard that from people. Yeah, so have I. I don't crack my mic. Shut up. <laughs> work them, man. It takes work. Okay, so they come in for second equity point where they're able to see what it's like to work with you, how great you are. Mm-hmm. The third equity point is the person that you're talking to typically doesn't want to stay where they are. Okay. Sure. Everybody wants to move up. You want, as they move up, you want them to take you with them gotcha. to remember who you are. Yes. Okay. Cause all of a sudden they're going to be an advocate. Fourth point, they're mm-hmm. going to be your advocate. Next place they know. Cause all of a sudden in your first point, you've already established that you typically where your range of pricing is now they know. <clears throat> so yeah. the next time a project comes down, I know Jim is worth between this and this, this yeah. is an ideal project for him. Let's go talk to him. Exactly. And the fifth one is the fact that no, that nobody does this. Well, very little people do this. Coming back and asking for referrals or reviews. Gotcha. Can you shout from the mountaintops for me? Was this a value to you? Was, what, what I did, does everything work out? Do you need anything else from me? No, man, everything was great. Awesome. Great. Who else do I need to be helping? Who else do you know that I could help out? People are scared to ask those questions. That's, that's a scared mentality um mm-hmm. you know and i'm wondering and i'm sure it was because of you <laughs> that yeah. you got very accustomed to to asking the questions that you ask yeah in your sales process that you have now let me ask this question because one of the people um one of the people that are watching has a question here as well i'm not sure if you can see this on screen or not um but do you suggest using industry rates as a starting point for negotiating what about the VO newcomer just trying to get hired? Should they change, uh, charge lower rates to start out and then gradually raise their rates? It depends on how they feel about asking for those rates, I would say. There's an element of fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can back up what you're selling with confidence, then by all means, go for the rate. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on your personal preference. If you're able to get in front of somebody and know the worth of what you're bringing to the table, Right. And ask for the rates. If you know, well, if you want to use the rate guide as one of your value points, well, typically industry standard is this. Mm -hmm. I'm at, you know, use it as a posture if need be. Okay. MSRP is here. Right. The good news is I'm, I'm still kind of new getting my feet wet. I think this is a fair price for me. Maybe it's, you know. Is that something you would say to yourself, not to the person or to the potential client? Would you actually say, well, I'm new, so I'm going to charge less? Um... I mean, uh, <laughs> it worked in the car business. It worked in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I was new for six months. Because, <laughs> okay. you know, I mean, I, and, and there's, a, there's a notion to where if you at least, obviously, whatever you heard attracted me to what it is that you want me to do. 
Okay. Sure. If you're real with some, I think people enjoy it when you're authentic, sure. when you're real. Okay. I'm, I'm six months into here. I'm not sure if I'm dessert or whatever. If they, if they posture, again, it comes down to personal preference. Mm-hmm. If you believe you can get the rate, then start with the rate, but try and find, you got to be creative about backing it up. Well, how long have you been in business? Uh, you're about that, but you got to make a decision at that point. You got to tell them the truth. Yeah, exactly. I've been doing this for six months. Okay. So let me get this straight. You want me to pay you a rate that's incumbent of, of industry pros You've been in business for six months. Why should I pay that rate? You got to figure out that's an objection. Mm-hmm. You got to overcome that objection. There's a, I mean, one of my coaches, Lindsay Wilson, she has this way of saying things when it comes to sales. Um, you might know, for instance, for us, what industry standard rates are. Mm-hmm. And you saying $350 might not roll off of the tongue very comfortably. And she has this way of saying, okay, what are you comfortable receiving? Mm-hmm. Now, what's your comfortable charging? Mm-hmm. What are you comfortable receiving? That's going to be the thing that you can say with confidence when you get into these conversations. Because if mm-hmm. you can't say it authentically because you're not comfortable saying it, you're probably not going to sell it. Right. There's an element in, uh, there's, a, there's another close that I've learned. And, and there's, there's a myriad of closes. You can, you can download the Closer Survival Guide by Cardone, and it's got 120 of them. Some of them on the ridiculous side, but most of them pretty solid. Um, he, in uh, <clears throat> one, I've heard a close called the fair win lose close. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm, trying, I'm probably going to botch it up here, but um, having a, and this is uh, particularly directed towards, you know, uh, short sale items, cars, things of that nature, you know, mattresses. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you got a customer that's absolutely, hell bent on just grinding you. Okay. And, and you'd be like, okay, are you looking for a fair deal, a, a deal where you win or a deal where I lose? Mm. You know, because I, I you, like you don't, that. You don't strike me as someone who wants to see other people lose. Well, I want, you know, and he said, and of course they're going to add, they're going to say, well, I, yeah, I want to see you lose. Okay. Fair enough. I'm glad that you're being <laughs> honest here. Um, what did I do or what did the, this establishment do to make you feel like we need to lose? Mm-hmm. And that's an odd, that's a, that's a good question, you know, cause you're either going to get one of those three, you know, obviously it's, I'm yeah. looking for a fair deal. Great. We're going to make this a fair deal. I want to look, you know, we're, we're both of us win. Okay. And none of us lose. That's what I'm looking for. <clears throat> I'm probably botched it up, but there's a better way. There's a guy named Jonathan Dawson that does it. He's no, like, but what you said made perfect sense. I mean, how that kind of rolls out and it's about being authentic. It's about just being real, you know, yeah. look, you know, I, I got bills to pay too, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> You know, it cost me, you know, five hundred, a thousand dollars microphone that I'm using, you know, or whatever. You know what? Nobody cares about the price. Nobody cares about nobody, nobody cares, cares about you. And I've said that nobody so many cares times. how much money I spent on training unless yeah. I make them care. Mm. That's in the value proposition. You got to put that forward. Here's the reason why, you know, I, I invested, you know, a thousand dollars into the mic. This mm-hmm. is one of the most, you know, the best mics out on the market. It's the yeah. industry standard. Yep. This is why, I, you know, I have 20 years of experience in doing this. I am one of the go-to guys for automotive now for, you know, podcast imaging for mm-hmm. radio imaging. It's just, you know, you're getting a good value, Mr. Customer. Okay. Right. And now you're going to see what it's like to work with me. And I'm by the, my goal by the end of this is to make you a raving fan. Yeah. You know, yeah. and a lot of people, 
just shut the customer down at that first point of like, oh, I'm insulted. You are not, my, my voiceover talent. Don't you understand where exactly. I come from, man? And, you know, don't even get me like we're talking about union and non-union and oh God, get over yourselves. That's what that's to spur that video. Get over yourselves. How is it that you came to know the genre that you should be doing? It's one of those questions that so many voice actors struggle with in the beginning. Um, and, And even throughout, I think a lot of voice actors struggle with, you know, what's my sweet spot? How did you personally discover what it is that you authentically ought to be doing in this industry? Not to beat the dead horse of like, you know, making fun of all the other people, the elitists out there, but I was a voiceover artist that came out of radio. Yeah. Automatically, I have that stench on me. Right, right, right. right. You know, oh, you came from radio? (laughs) That announcery type of thing. You're not a classically trained voiceover (laughs) artist, are you? (laughs) You didn't go to the school I did. (laughs) All the different (laughs) kinds. Yeah, I only had practice every single freaking day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 800 different categories of, you know, doing a tag to having to do monster truck spots, auto dealer spots, then the jewelry spot. Yeah. All that was just, that was just the first part of my day. What did you do? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> but so that was basically, you know, my, in the beginning, I think a lot of what a voiceover actor, artist, whatever mm-hmm. needs to be is somewhat of a ham. Uh, and I think I've always had that quality sure. and, you know, I'm a drummer, so I was always kind of flamboyant anyway, um, getting in front of the microphone and letting her rip and not holding it back was kind of incumbent upon me from day one. I was, I wasn't afraid to try anything. Uh, I listened to a lot of different voiceover people. We used to get the William Morris CD all the time at the radio station. So I'd uh-huh. listen to all these, you know, amazing imaging voices and just try and emulate them. You know, yeah. uh, my centers really started co- being apparent because of my production skills. So I was able to not mm. only voice, but produce a decent car ad, right? You know, automobile spot, o- automotive spot, yeah. um, which then turned into concert spots. Uh, that was another parallel. And then, you know, I was pretty decent at a conversational read. <clears throat> which oddly enough, I, I did a, what I thought was a conversational read. And I'm like, yeah, you sound kind of announcery. I'm like, really? Okay. Let me really dumb it down and just sound like I'm being conversational. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Oh, okay. You, I know, think, some- you know, when you talk about the conversational read, it's mm-hmm. kind of funny to me <clears throat> that that term conversational in so many people's minds means one thing. Yeah. When we all speak differently in the conversations, mm-hmm. depending on the mode we're in. <laughs> there, was like- <laughs> there was another radio guy that was like, that I knew his conversational approach was constantly like this. <laughs> Hi, I'm having a co- Would you like to get some coffee at Starbucks? Hey, I would like a uh, mocha frappuccino ma- macchiato. And uh, yes, here's my app. Thank you very much. I mean, that's how he spoke. Yeah. That was his conversational. Exactly. So, yeah, that's funny. It's I've I started saying this a while back um, because being a voice actor, many of us audition way more than we book. You know, that's just the name, the nature of the beast. And I've said to people, look, yeah, you might be able to get into your feelings about this, which is just going to be detrimental to you. But what you have to understand is when people put something out for an audition, 
and it's wide based, they already have the sound of their voice in their head. They don't know it, but no. they have the sound already. And they're trying to find someone to match that sound. You have no clue what that sounds like. Nope. So the only thing you can do is be the best you that you can be because no one can beat you at that, you know? And, and even like, again, with the value proposition point of the sales process, meaning you're so you, maybe you already get the gig. This is actually more of a point of showing how great it is to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my personal rule of thumb is if I have an outtake or uh, something of else of value, I can add into the session. I'm going to put it out there. Hey guys, if you can use it, Here's something that came to mind while I was reading this. Mm. If, you use it, if it's awesome, great. If not, don't worry, no biggie. You know, it's just delete it, right? Yeah. Um, I give them probably about anywhere from five to seven takes of a read and always at the end to say, hey, if you need any rereads, just let me know. Yeah. Uh, it's value. Be, it's the, I call it be, I have a hashtag, be them centric, okay? Mm, always. I love that. More, yeah, be more about your client than it is about you. And so Absolutely. many of the tried, the, the, the old dogs in this industry mm-hmm. are so much about themselves that it's just, and they don't understand what, well, well, okay. they, they lambasted a guy who made a million dollars over five years on Fiverr. Well, this, uh, he, he's part of the problem. He's not having a problem. He made a pretty good damn living, dude. He's All not right? having a problem. He made 200 grand a year doing this on Fiverr. Are you jealous much? (laughs) Oh, man. Technology is a freight train that Mm. coming down the tracks and it doesn't care who's standing on them. Yeah. There's no barrier to entry anymore. There's there's none of that. There's no gatekeepers anymore. It's you and the client. You know, the only barriers are the ones that you make on your own. You know. And the other notion of it is, yeah, you're going to have value-based, low-cost operators. But that only, I think, only helps you because you could say, yeah, there are people out there. You can get this for much less, but here's the reason why I'm, I'm able to cause. When I was selling a Mercedes, a, a certified pre-owned. Well, I can get this car over at the Global Motorsports for $2,000 less. I, you could, you look, you find that, you find you look hard enough. You'll be able to find this car for less than that. Yeah. And it would just kind of look at me and I go, here are the reasons we're charging this. Blah, 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 blah. Why are we looking at this car? Why are you here looking at this car? Mm-hmm. Well, because I like it. Because it's certified pre-owned. Great. Why else? Well, because it's blah, blah, blah. Awesome. Why else? Well, because blah, blah, blah. Awesome. Why else? And you exhaust all their options. Yeah. That's why the car is $2,000 more. Yeah. That's exactly. a close. It is. Okay. Jim, how can folks stay in touch with you? First of all, I want to thank you for being on with us today. This has been amazing. I'm sure everyone has joined us. This is going to be obviously in this Facebook group. I'm going to put this out on YouTube later probably as well. Um, How can folks get in touch with you, learn more about you, whatever? What do you have out there that they can grab onto? Everything's at JimMcCarthyVoiceOvers.com. You'll be able to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm actually doing a, uh, a podcast later today mm-hmm. so i've got my what own time podcast what, well. what time are you doing your podcast 1 p.m central time okay and that's going to be, be on youtube that'll be actually on facebook live facebook live so my personal okay. page. gotcha so make sure you go ahead and friend him so that you can see those notifications when he goes live because i don't think there's much you want to miss that this guy has to say no, i appreciate he, that hey i give you know props to whose props is due 
And you're one of the guys out there on the leading edge of this whole thing, really making a difference with the information that you're putting out. And I, for one, want to promote that as much as I can. Love what you're doing. And I see your hat back there. Thank you for your service. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I was funny. I was talking to um, uh, my daughter. She's 19. She's about to go into the United States Air Force. And it was funny. We were, we were talking about that hat. My dad was, um, he's also a vet. He was in the military. He was back during Vietnam. He was in the Air Force. And he always gives me these hats because he always going up to the VA and he just grabs me something every time. I've got like two or three of these hats, different cool. styles. But yeah, um, but thank you so much for saying that. I definitely appreciate it. Not well, look, wrong. everybody, make sure, one, that you follow Jim on his personal page on Facebook. Make sure that you follow. I've got the link in the description for this video already that you can follow him on YouTube. Make sure you check him out. Follow him. Subscribe, like, comment, all that other great kind of stuff that we need to be doing to support the folks out here that are really making a difference. And Jim is one of those folks. Thank you so much, Jim, for being here with me. And hopefully this won't be the last time. Absolutely not. Have me on any time. All right, guys. All right, you and everyone else, have a great day. Go out there and create something amazing today in voiceover. See you guys tomorrow.